0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and thanks for joining us on this episode of That's in the Bible. Today, we'll be addressing questions regarding what happens to the soul, what happens to the spirit and to the body when a person dies. You know, dear friends, there's so many questions that are connected in one way or another to the curiosity of people pertaining to death and what happens when one dies. So let's go to our first questions from Danielle and Jesse. What happens after a person passes away? Thank you, Danielle, for your question. You know, as I said, there's a lot of questions that are connected to man's curiosity about death and the afterlife. Here's another one that comes from Jesse. What is the church's view on the immortality of the soul? Thank you, Danielle and Jesse for asking those intriguing questions. You know, actually, there are three things that happen according to the Bible. And these three things that happen, happen to the three parts that make up any person. First of all, what are the three parts of any individual? We begin turning to the pages of the scriptures for the answers we need. First Thessalonians 5.23 records the following. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So. A whole person or a person completely consists of the following three parts, as we just read from the Holy Bible, the spirit, the soul, and the body. So what happens to each of these three parts of a person? Let's turn to Ecclesiastes twelve seven. We go to the Bible once again for the response of the Lord, and this is what is recorded there. Then shall the dust out of which God made man's body, return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return to God who gave it. So here, dear friends, the Bible teaches us what happens to two of the three parts. As mentioned here, the body returns to the dust out of which God made man's body, and the spirit, or the breath of life, as it is described in the book of Genesis, returns to God. So that's two. And what does God say will happen to the third part, which is the soul? And this is the part that uh, people often get confused about or they often get it wrong. What happens to the soul? Will it live on? That's what many people are saying. Many people are teaching. Many religions are teaching that it lives on and and, and goes to a place uh, which they call a a purgatory type kind of place uh, for further cleansing or other such teachings that are very uh, popular about the soul. But we here in the Church of Christ, will just ask the Bible, will the soul live on Uh, maybe become a a ghostly uh, entity, uh, scaring people in the middle of the night is uh, also something that people, which is also something that people believe in. Hollywood has made a lot of movies about that. So therefore, dear friends, let's go to the Bible for the Bible's teaching and truth about this. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4 records uh, the answer we're looking for. It says... Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. One soul or being dies, dear friends, according to the Bible. What then does the Bible say about the mortality of the soul? The soul of the sins dies. So, since the Bible says that the soul that sins dies, does the Bible then also teach us what happens next? Because people might think, therefore, that, well, I might be thinking that the soul's death is only for a moment. What's the teaching of God regarding the soul that dies? We continue going to the Bible for answers. In the book of Psalm 119, 19- Verse 25, my soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Souls, dear friends, then after death, they die. And does it, does it uh, come become a ghost and scare people in the middle of the night like Hollywood movies describe? No, the Bible makes very clear. The soul after death clings to the dust. The body returns to dust from whence it came. The soul clings to the dust. Any revival of such would be only in accordance to the Word of God as taught to us here in the Bible. So, let's continue looking at the Bible. Let's continue asking the Bible some important additional questions about this, such as, well, whose soul dies and clings to the dust? Well, we've read where the Bible said that it's the soul that sins. That's the soul that shall die. But is it, is it only their souls that will die, right? Uh, is it is it whose, uh, whose soul dies? Maybe there's those who are thinking that, well, their soul did not commit sin. They didn't commit sin, so they will not die. There's something that we've got to understand and accept. What is it? The Bible answers it in the writings of Apostle Paul, Romans chapter 5. Sin came into the world because of what one man, Adam, did, and with sin came death. So this is why all people must die, because all people sinned. So dear friends, all people have sinned, therefore all. All souls will die and cling to the dust as we read. So that's how the Bible described what will happen to those who die. Okay, let's recap. Number one, the body returns to dust from whence it came. Two, the spirit or the breath of life returns to God. And three, the soul dies. And all All souls die. But then, there are many who want uh, more deeper information on this topic. So we turn to our next question, which comes from Juan in Salinas, California. Let's listen to what Juan asks. After death, do we have a place to go? Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Juan, for your question on this important topic we're addressing today. And yes, the Bible does describe what will happen on the day of judgment, when we are all brought to life again, as mentioned in Thessalonians 4, 16, and 17. And where where will we go after being brought back to life again on the day of judgment? Well, uh, Juan, Matthew 25 records Uh, A biblical response to your question. Let's take a look. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So, everyone will be gathered before the Lord, and what the Bible also calls the day of judgment, and they will be sent either into the kingdom of the Lord. And what will happen to those? Those, by the way, were called the sheep. They were separated, the goats on on the left, the sheep on the right, the sheep brought to the kingdom of the Lord. But then what will happen to those on the left? Do they also have a place to go? Absolutely, yes. And the Lord mentions where they go in the same chapter, Matthew 25. Let's just go ahead to verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So dear friends, they will be separated, the sheep from the goats. There's no middle middle place, which some call purgatory. Uh, It's only two. It's described as only two. And what will be the place for the sheep? those on the right what will what's the biblical description of the life of those on the right who will be brought into the kingdom of the lord revelation 21 the uh, bible's description of that place is uh, recorded here in uh, verses one through four now i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And dear friends, how does the Bible describe the place for the goats and the left? Where will they go? The Bible describes their future as well like this. Also in the book of Revelation, this time chapter 14 records in verse 10 and 11 the following. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. So, Jesse, you asked What is the church's view on these matters? Well, the church's view is only that which is prescribed here. Our view is perfectly aligned with that of the Holy Bible. It is thus so important for everyone that we be resurrected on the day our Lord Jesus Christ returns when he comes to receive his church into the kingdom of our Father above be with us here inside the Church of Christ on that day. When you're ready to learn more about these fundamental teachings found here inside the Church of Christ, here inside the Bible, visit incmedia.org. Why? Because there you'll find various series of programs like this, all dedicated to answering your spiritual questions. You can also follow our Facebook pages at Iglesia Ni Cristo News and Updates and Iglesia Ni Cristo Media to view more of our shows and see how as well. You can find out how the the church gets involved with our communities. You can do that by uh, checking in on incgiving.org. You can also find the house of worship that's near to you. Visit IglesiaNicristo.net. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast that's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.